You're listening to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, Season 3, Episode 24, titled... I'd rather run! Welcome everyone, this is Jim, and it's time for another episode of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Bill, how are you doing today, and what is one word that you would describe the last half hour that you watched? I'm very good. Um, I think my one word for this week would be dramatic. Okay. So, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, last time we left off was with Ansem the Wise shooting the moon does that sound right or yes no? that is correct okay so let's take no, it right, right from there because right. we have three ansom secret ansom reports for this episode and and none are missing from like previous ones right nope i double checked okay, very and good. i'll tell you when and then actually after this episode i think there's only one more left mm, it would have been okay. nice if some of these were spread out game right because i feel like there were plenty of episodes that didn't have one at all and yeah. now all of a sudden the last two episodes this one and the previous one there's like three of of each episode makes sense i guess so okay so Ansem the wise and mickey as jim mentioned uh are shooting at the moon um the heart-shaped moon Yes. Although I'll, although I'll make a funny comment a little later about that moon. So, Sora, Donald, Goofy, Kyrie, and Riku. Ah, oh, it feels good to say that. <laughs> um, they are walking and they meet up with one of the members of Organization Thirteen. And Rocks, Rocks, Sora has to fight this one member. But this guy keeps calling him Roxas. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, that's not my name. So he, you know, wins, beats him up. And then uh, there's another battle. Because it's kind of weird because it kind of feels like there's two battles back to back. Right. Which for this is very weird. So he gets called Roxas again. And this one member, I I liked this line. He's like, different name, same result. Mm -hmm. Basically like he's going to kill. So there's the fight again and they beat this member. And I liked the guy. He's like, his last words were, I wish I had a heart. And he does it ridiculously dramatic, Mm -hmm. which makes it kind of funny. So then Sora, you know, is kind of getting upset about being called Roxas. 
and then Riku and Kairi, but more Riku in a way, has to remind him that he was at one point a heartless. Right. And we get this backstory of the fight that had been mentioned a couple episodes ago that Roxas had with Riku. Right. Well, before we go with that, funny note I have here during when Riku has to remind that Sora that he was a heartless at some point. I put mm-hmm. Sora remembers when he killed himself. <laughs> Now, we did talk, there were two battles that happened, and it was at the very beginning of this half hour, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, the first battle was was the guy named Luke Sword, uh, L-U-X-O-R-D. And it was a, it's a weird battle where he can change you into a dice block. Yeah. And so, yeah, that happens. And after you beat him... We get Secret Anselm Report 7 and 8. It's the only time where they just give you two, you know, at the same time. So let me load this up now, and we'll do that. Because the other Secret Anselm Report is done after you beat Syax, who was the other battle, the blue-haired guy. Mm-hmm. After you beat him, you get Secret Anselm Report 9. So okay. before we go further, let's... Let's get these out of the way, each with your own little, with your reaction to each one, okay? Okay. All right, so okay. here we go. This is Secret Ansem Report number seven. While beings born of darkness and those lacking hearts may find them convenient, it is dangerous for others to make much use of the corridors of darkness. Darkness erodes the heart. In search of a place to proceed with my research and planning away from prying eyes, I found myself in Twilight Town. It is a quiet village, forgotten in the chasm between light and darkness. I situated myself in the basement of an abandoned mansion standing beyond the woods. My underground research resulted in a new discovery after another. When a heartless is born, the body and soul left behind are reborn into this world as a different being. They possess different intentions than their heartless brethren. And while it is unclear what these sentient things are after, it would appear they are responsible for much bedlam in the world. My erstwhile friend, the king, and his subjects, along with a hero wielding the Keyblade, are battling the Heartless even as a new threat approaches. This new threat, they have given themselves a fitting name, I suppose. These non-beings, nobodies. A great number of nobodies have lost human form, as have the Heartless. Yet the nobody born of someone with a strong heart retains its shape, but with the faintest visible changes. It appears my betrayers have retained their human forms as nobodies and are gathering more followers in hopes of furthering a new scheme. Organization 13, formed of 13 nobodies with my betrayers at its core, 
has divided into two. They said they to be carrying out some sort of research. Seeking to uncover the plans of this organization, I have decided to head for where six of its members have gathered, towering over the outer limits of the realm between darkness and light. Castle Oblivion. So from that, there were two main things that I took away from that one. The first one is Twilight Town. Basically, that is where Ansem the Wise, I I, I think, is like, this is going to be my home. Mm-hmm. With the creation of Organization 13, he realizes who the members are, but also realizes that some of them are more dangerous than other members. Mm -hmm. And he has to go to Castle Oblivion to basically fight them at some point. Which we do know this for sure because that was Chain of Memories. Now that we know that Anson the Wise was slash is Diz, Mm -hmm. we know that we met him first in Castle Oblivion. So he does wind up going there. Secret Ansem report number eight. Here we go. It appears that I have been too distracted by the behavior of Xehanort and his cohorts, and by the events occurring in their vicinity. My friend's struggle to protect the Realm of Light from the threat of Heartless is now over, with Xehanort's Heartless, going by the name Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, defeated at last. The other wielder of the Keyblade, this Hero, travel from world to world, sealing up keyholes and laying Heartless low. Meanwhile, the king, who had dived into the realm of darkness, worked with the keyblade-wielding hero to close the door to Kingdom Hearts from the realms of both darkness and light, thus holding the threat of tremendous darkness. But there are still a great number of Heartless afoot and Organization 13 and the Nobodies continue to be active in the shadows. Indeed, the world is still a very dangerous place. We must find a way to do battle with these enemies. Thus, I will both make amends and have my revenge. It is for this reason that I infiltrated Castle Oblivion. It consists of 13 floors above, and 12 floors below ground level, with the contents of its white rooms transforming in response to its visitors' memories. Organization 13 was conducting experiments of memories here. The subject in these experiments, a girl named Namine, appeared to possess extremely unusual abilities. Were they attempting to derive something from these powers? Refusing to be distracted by Organization 13, I had returned to my own secret research when a new visitor appeared at the castle today. It was Sora, the keyblade-wielding hero who had defeated Ansem and his companions. Deep underground, the stench of darkness arose. All the players are coming together, it would seem. You know, in a weird way... 
that one is kind of a recap of Chain of Memories. I was going right to say there. that, too. <laughs> That's the best way to describe and it. And really, the one before that is actually a recap of the ending of Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. So, okay, not much to say there. So then the Psyx fight happens, mm-hmm. and we get Secret Anthem Report number 9. So here we go. It's the last one. For this episode, at least. <laughs> I, should have, I should have expected nothing less from a keyblade-wielding hero. Sora and friends machinizations of Organization 13 and rescued Nomine. Nomine was a witch who controlled the memories of others. Most likely, these powers were achieved through a special process when she was born. Nomine is a nobody created when a young girl's heart left her body. Yet, she has no corresponding heartless. This is because the young girl in this case was a princess, Kairi, a resident of the Radiant Garden over which I had ruled, was one of the seven princesses that uphold the realm of light. With no darkness in her heart, Kairi produced no heartless, and instead of vanishing... Her body remained in the realm of light. In other words, both the nobody called Nomine and the Heartless, proof of a lost heart, are extremely unstable beings who lack the bodies needed to produce a nobody. Therefore, they also lack Kyrie's memories. One reason for this may be that Kyrie's heart did not return to the darkness when separated from her body, but rather migrated to another vessel, deep within Sora's heart. That is, Namine is an alter ego of Kairi, who directly interfered with Sora's heart. Could this be why Sora, and whose hearts are connected to him, were able to have their memories controlled? She is a non-being, in the truest sense of the word, having not even become a nobody, and with nowhere left to go, she is, but the most fleeting of shadows. I mean, it gives a little more explanation as to who Nominee really is. Yeah. It's surprising and, I would get this this one this late, because that is more of a recap, kind of, of Chain of Memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty well, much. Although, I guess... See, I think I kind of spelled it out to you on our, on the last episode, but... It's also reiterating what I said to you about Namine in that, you know, when Kyrie lost her heart, she didn't become a heartless because she's a princess of heart. And in a princess of mm-hmm. heart, there's no darkness there. So therefore, that's why a heartless was never made. It yeah. reiterates that, too. That's really what that does. Uh, any thoughts on uh, any other thoughts on these three some reports? No, not really. I, I, I feel like we're kind of caught up, and it was kind of a good uh, throwback to Chain of Memories. Mm-hmm. For any, Again, I, like I said towards the beginning of this season, you have to remember, a lot of people, and I'm, I really want to get in-depth with you about this maybe in, in the finale of this season, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that did not play Chain of Memories before this game. Right. Because Chain of Memories came on the Game Boy Advance, and that would require you to buy a whole nother system. So I'm interested in your perspective of, like, 
do you think people would have been extremely confused by some of the storyline aspects if they didn't play Chain of Memories? Because mm-hmm. you have to think about what hasn't what what people are missing out on by not playing Chain of Memories. Right. Some major, some not so much, but we'll talk about that in the finale. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to our story. So Roxas and Riku, that's where we were at. Yeah. So we see the the actual fight, and then Riku is just pretty much antagonized to the point that he takes off this bandana that's covering his eyes, and he transforms into the evil Ansem. Well, before that, don't forget what one of my favorite parts of this is when Riku and Roxas are stand, having their standoff with each other. Mm-hmm. And Riku says, come on, Sora, I thought you were stronger than that. And then Roxas replies, get real, look which one of us is winning. And it's in Sora's voice. Yeah. And that confirms to Riku, he's like, I guess Diz was right, you really are his nobody. Mm-hmm. So, once Ansem gets into, the evil Ansem gets into play, that's when Roxas is basically beat. But Riku helps him up, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. For ba- basically what you said, because I think he does realize that Roxas is sore. Right, well, he's the nobody of sore, because otherwise he wouldn't have had that response. Mm-hmm. So, after they've had that flashback, we get maybe the most dramatic part of the whole game. Maybe. Okay. So, at this point, the heart-shaped moon, Kingdom Hearts, is starting to look like a cookie. <laughs> That's true. And Ansem the Wise and King Mickey are having this conversation. And... Ansem is admitting that, you know, doing the data research for hearts was kind of useless and that he probably should have never done it and realized, you know, what Sora has done. Mm -hmm. So the gang catch up to King Mickey, but uh, Zemnot. Zemnus. Zem, yeah. He talks to Ansem the Wise. And he does this whole speech. It's almost like Shakespeare-like. Yeah, it was a very big monologue here from from both of them. And then Ansem tells Mickey to go. Because, like, this machine is going to blow up. Mm -hmm. And Mickey does not want to do it. And we get, like, this funny slow-motion moment where Sora tries to stop it mm-hmm. and then Donald starts and then kind of it's like a slow motion dive <laughs> okay it's kind of funny but in a weird way this moment kind of reminded me of Star Wars and in particular the scene at the end of the Darth Vader Obi-Wan Kenobi fight where Obi-Wan basically like he turns to look at Luke and just kind of gives himself up. Right. There's no more left in him. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. 
that's what this reminded me of. And, you know, it blows up and Riku is back to his original self. And as they're all recovering, we see all these hearts falling from the sky. And here are the nobodies flapping their arms as if it's like a celebration, you know, like the hearts are coming back. Well, I think the idea is here is that nobodies don't have hearts or that's what, you know, we're told that from the beginning, nobodies don't have hearts when you learned about them. So my guess is this is them seeing hearts falling and trying to get them. I mean, mm-hmm. the organization's whole arc in this in this game is to make Kingdom Hearts to get hearts directly from that. Yeah. So that they have it. So, you know, it's, it's like a, a continuing theme. Mm-hmm. So then we see the Hardless start crawling up. And there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And Sora and the gang now realize that Xemnas is the only one left of organization. Well, actually, it was Riku who said Xemnas is the only one left of organization 13. Right. And also, you forgot to mention that for Riku, uh, he's now back to normal. No, I said that. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I must have missed it. That's okay. You know, you know what I think's crazy? I was thinking about this while watching this half hour. Is So we know that Riku was, you know, ter- gave into the darkness so that you know, he had the power to beat Roxas to get him back to, um, to get that part of him back to Sora or whatnot, mm-hmm. to, to with those missing memories. So this whole time, not only has Riku been handsome, but he's faking his own voice. Yeah. Because he's like, because he's talking normal now that everyone knows that, oh, he's actually Riku. But, like, even when, um... I just think back to the the early part of the game where he's like, "It's handsome." Like that is not mm-hmm. even you could have easily been your regular Riku voice for that one, actually. Right. That, that's what throws people off. I think it's like they forget that he also disguised his voice, not only his body but his voice. Yeah. So now they're gonna get ready to battle Zemnos. Mm-hmm. So they go into the castle, but they're being followed by Heartless. Then, all of a sudden, and at least this time it makes sense, okay. is Maleficent and Pete. And Maleficent tells them, "Go, you take care of you know you take care of what you have to do." And then we get this dialogue between maleficent and pete Mm. and pete's wondering well what are we gonna do fighting all these heartless so maleficent's plan is to send these heartless to xemnas to basically get xemnas see i I was always confused by this part because i didn't know if she meant the heartless themselves or if they're she's saying she's sending the sora and the gang up right. to beat Zemnis. And then Pete, like, kind of doesn't want to do it, and he has that weird line delivery of, quite frankly, I'd rather run! Yeah, it's like, <laughs> frankly, my dear, I'd rather run! <laughs> run. 
and then he has this talk with Mickey, and I guess for some reason that talk convinces Pete to go back. Right, it's, and it's, it's a weird talk in, in that the way, out of anything they mention in their relationship, it's Steamboat Willie. Cause it the, is! Because the, the, the back and forth is basically, Mickey starts off saying, it's time to weigh anchor, Captain Pete. And he's like, oh, abandoned mm-hmm. ship? I don't think so. Yeah. And then I mean, to Maleficent... be fair, Steamboat Willie was in this game. Yeah, Steamboat it was. Willie World, so. Way early in the game. <laughs> It feels like way early in the game. It does. That's what happens. I mean, this is episode 24 of this season. So. Mm-hmm. And then I love Maleficent's final words are like, this is for the castle. Because <laughs> you see, folks, what what the gamers don't really want to let you know is that Maleficent has, bad cre- has a bad credit score. Right. And she doesn't want to go through the entire process and have to sign documents to get this castle. So she's just going to destroy people for it. I mean, at the rate they're going with the Maleficent character, I think we're heading that way for her to do <laughs> another. Like I said, this whole game was her. Her arc was basically, I need a new home. You know what they missed out on? <laughs> they missed out on doing a Kingdom Hearts game. It could have been called Kingdom Hearts. Maleficent and her accountant. You know what? Don't don't throw it out there to them. There's a game well, dedicated on why Mickey Mouse lost his shirt. Oh jeez. Don't, 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 don't throw suggestions out there. Because you know, because you know, Mickey Mouse, you know, famously in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories and this game, uh, has been wearing a shirt. Yeah, yeah. But in Kingdom Hearts One, at the end, he doesn't have a shirt on. And someone thought that they should answer that should get answered on why that's the case. You know, real real quick, real quick before we get back to the uh, to the business I had, I, I I've seen this picture the last couple days online, mm-hmm. and it's a dummy, and it has Donald's hat, Donald's shirt, Mickey's pants, and Mickey's shoes, and Mickey's like, oh, how about you take half and I'll take half. Oh, God. I'll have to find the picture and send it to you. Okay. So, all right. So, back to serious business. Yes, my... Yeah, like this line that I have here. Zemnis says, why do you hate the darkness? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's being confronted by the crew, basically. Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Sora, Riku, and Kyrie are all there. And then... Mickey gives a good little speech here about the darkness and the light Mm -hmm. and how, you know, we tend to be afraid of the dark. And that it's a darkness because he's like, well, but darkness is half of everything. It kind of makes you wonder why we are scared of it. Mm -hmm. And then I think someone said because the darkness could show oh my gosh yeah, it's, I, I, it's riku and he goes he says something it's because of who's lurking inside of it exactly and and that makes perfect sense and when i after they said that i'm like you know that's kind of true like especially we we don't think about it as adults but like when we're kids you know we're afraid of the dark right at some point and even in general media it's kind of like light is always 
associated with good, even in, like, mm-hmm. horror. Like, oh, no, it's dark. I feel uneasy. But then, like, you give... You turn the lights on and everything's better. Maybe not completely, right. but it's... You're certainly better than it was when it was dark. Like, a perfect example of that would be the Dracula films. Because mm-hmm. Dracula, you know, comes out at night and has to be back in his, you know, coffin by the light or else he's dead. So that kind of makes sense, actually. So, uh, we have a battle with only Reek or Sora and Xemnas. And this kind of had like a Blade Runner kind of feel with mm-hmm. the rain and the dark city. Riku wins, but it's not the end of Xemnas. Because Xemnas, after he says a few things, and then some of the characters are like, No! Don't do it! Don't you do it! He goes into like his version of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and then there's a discussion of what to do at this point. When we see the door from the end of the first game pop up. Mm-hmm. And Riku and Sora, they have this talk of like, well, I've been through this door before. You you, you know, it's now your turn and we're going to do this together. Well, my, one of my favorite things on there is one of them says, I think it's Sora that says this. He says, what's going on? Uh, when, when you know, Zemnis goes away or whatnot. He goes, mm-hmm. what's going on? And then Mickey Mouse goes, Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, answers... Pretty much everything you'd expect. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. That literally answers nothing, but also kind of everything. It does. It's a very... After we get off the air, I'm not, I'm not going to say this on the air, but after we get off the air, I got to tell you the latest crazy Kingdom Hearts thing that's been circling while we're... Uh, while we're we're talking about you know oh so Maleficent and the accountant is gonna happen yeah oh, God. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting I'm waiting for <laughs> the a Maleficent spinoff game is definitely something I would not be surprised in all reality is something I would not be surprised about okay all right so after Riku talks with everyone he decides okay we're gonna go. So they go through the door, and it looks like a completely different city. And here's Xemnas starting to talk, and that's where the half hour ends. So as people can tell, probably the next time we'll get to the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. In fact, we'll just finish that off then. But mm-hmm. then we have one more episode after that in which we'll talk about uh, the, you know, the comparison of now that this would be your third game in, uh, and story-wise as well, you know, comparing what you thought about Kingdom Hearts 1 versus Chain of Memories versus Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Stuff like that. I think I probably have some kind of watch-along thing that we'll do as, as a bit of a bonus. Um, probably one of the, uh, like, one of the uh, bonus bosses that appear afterwards, mm-hmm. like, after you okay. do everything. Okay. So, Bill, where can people find you? 
Uh, people can find me on Twitter at House of Bill, and people can find me on Instagram at Mr. Billiam85. And you can find me at that'spodcasting.com, and that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Any theories and predictions for Bill Lurs Kingdom Hearts for next week? Do you have any? I predict we're going to see Maleficent and Pete one more time. Okay. And with that in mind, we'll catch you next time for some more Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts.